This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of First. Last. Best. Worst. We've got Jamie Fry on the program, but uh, first, uh, what's going on, Carl? How you man, been? Man, life is good. Life is good. It's kind of funny. We are we have a weekly podcast, and uh, we put an episode up every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, what is a week? Is it seven days? <laughs> what is time? Or is it uh, every, like, 25 days? A week is a state of mind. I think, yeah. So it's like... <laughs> you know, if you're going to tell us what a week is, maybe uh, don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. don't tell, yeah, don't come up to us talking about what a week is. What a week is. Fuck that We shit. don't care. No, we don't. We don't care. We're getting uh, lots of emails about it, too, so... Yeah, people um, email us all the time trying to define, tell us what weeks. a week is. We just delete them, go straight to our spam, spam folder. Dude, I got something I want to tell you. I okay, was just tell me. At my, I was at my sister's wedding, and uh, she got um, gay married, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? So she sends out this email that was like, you can... Um, her wife was dressing in a suit and she was like, guys, just dress androgynously, meaning like Beth was going to like the suit or whatever. But then I emailed and I was like, can I wear the all the women were wearing caftans? Well, besides Beth and uh, but my sister's side of the of the aisle or whatever. So I emailed her and she had this big floral dress that I, she let me wear. And so I wore this fucking dress. It was awesome, man. And um, but anyway, my, I have some like conservative like uh family members that I think they, they treated me a little weird. But anyway, so then uh, her friend, Dr. Carey, uh, we do a song called We're Not the Jet Set. You know the tune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Prine and... Uh, Irish oh, he, Yeah, he, they do a version of that. Right. Tammy Wynette and George Jones did, did it originally. But I don't know who wrote it or anything. But anyway, uh, I do this with this girl that doesn't sing, and man, it fucking killed. And it was so fun to see that look in somebody's eye that is not a performer to get like you know 100, 200 people looking at you and like and get a laugh like on your first line or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was it, great to see that. Yeah. So now that off. person understands why you ruined your life in pursuit <laughs> of like this totally like. Fucking ephemeral. That is not true. Goal. I have a drinking problem and a gig on the 28th, so I think I'm doing oh, yeah, all right. Set, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But this is not a, a podcast. It's about, not about Carl's ruined life. No, it's not. Um, this is a podcast about songwriting, and we do have a songwriter here with us. We've got our good friend Jamie Fry. How you doing, man? I'm rocking. Yeah. Rocking. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, would you care to share with us the uh, first song that uh, you can remember writing? Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Can you, what's the name of it? This is called Take That Shit Off Your Face, Marianne. All right. Let's Here do we it. go. Divorced when you were 12 Since then your life's a living hell No one 
understands you and you can't take school Seventeen just rolls along to the tune of your favorite Bauhaus song Put on all the makeup that you want I can still see your face Cause she says high school boys just aren't for me I'll take Robert Smith and Morrissey They know what it is to be unloved Your dad's a jerk, mom doesn't care You hate the world and all that's there I'm human and I need to be loved Just like everyone else does So take that shit off your face, Marianne It's too beautiful a day to be sad Take that shit off your face, Marianne, and shut your fucking mouth. Light the candles, turn out the lights. Now is just the time to cry, don't even try. Ask me why or I'll punch you in the face On leather boots so high above Why can't I feel a little love Instead of a scar on my arm And a frown on my face And I said, Marianne, why can't you see World's a friendly place to be It's a place where you can sing And laugh and be free Your pentagrams and dragon cloaks are all just a tremendous hoax The sun is shining brightly and it's calling your name Mary Ann So take that shit off your face Mary Ann It's too beautiful a day to be sad Take that shit off your face, Marianne. Shut your fucking mouth. That's something like that. <laughs> oh man, that was great. I haven't played that song in a long time, and I felt like as soon as I started like singing like the first note, I was like, oh my god, it's like my. 14 year old voice. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, no, yeah. This, I was like this is me. not me. <laughs> exactly. But it is. It is. But it is. Although your cells have probably regenerated, it so is. technically you're a totally different person. But uh, that's a very wordy first song. Uh, when, how old were you when you wrote it? I'm going to say somewhere between 15 and 16. Okay. That sounds about right. Or it's not the that's first. That's what I would have guessed. The, I, I wrote words. Um, but then I think. I, I was in a band already, and I wrote words. And I, uh-huh. I would always write, like, lyrics, like, little, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of times being funny. Right. That was, like, kind of the beginning. Is like, a, a, you know, I was a nerdy kid, and uh, I developed a sense of humor as a defense mechanism, uh-huh. as many um, curly-haired Jewish children <laughs> often do, you right. know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So... I would, you know, come up with, with laughter. I would come up with funny songs. I definitely started with funny songs. Um, and then I started a rock band, but I didn't really know how to play instruments. I'd sort of futzed around a couple of instruments, but I got nowhere. Um, but I got a Casio keyboard for my birthday, maybe when I was 15 years old. Okay. 15 or 16. And then as soon as I got that, I learned to put some chords together. I think I learned how to play Cruel to Be Kind. Okay. 
And uh, I think I used a cruel to be kind chords. <laughs> I just remembered this. I, just yeah. I used the cruel to be kind chords to write this song. That song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been ripping other people off ever since. No. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know that's, the same that's thing. What we all do. That's the absolute truth. Yeah, because I, I started as the front man. That was my first band experience. Oh, okay. Um, without really knowing an instrument and being able to express myself. So. I started and you, my, write, and you were writing all the words. Yeah, I would write songs. the words. And I started the band with my two best friends from mm-hmm. elementary school. And where and, was this? In Kensington, Brooklyn, where I'm okay. from. Um, what, where I used to live on 18th. Or I lived on 18th On Albemarle Road. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom, her, my parents' basement is where we'd have band practice. I still practice there sometimes. Yeah. Instead of Dan Bro, you know. <laughs> um, and... Um, so I started playing music with my best friends, uh, and they both got a little ahead of me on guitar, and I was maybe going to be the drummer, I was going to maybe be the bass player, but at a certain point I like had the confidence to push me, I mean, like, I'm the fucking lead singer. So I was <laughs> kind of... great, man. Yeah. And then, and then from that I started concentrating on being the lead singer guy, mm-hmm. but then I, I found it frustrating to write music without knowing anything about music, so and I got the Casio, Casio. and mm-hmm. then that's when I... And I also, like... Around that time, I think I was more into like heavy music or like very basic version of like like Sex Pistols, Ramones, mm-hmm. punk, um, or like you know grunge, etc. And then like I got into a couple of the glasses nerds kind of songwriters like Elvis Costello, Ben yep. Folds, Rufus <laughs> Cuomo. Oh, man, I love that and then, glasses. Nerd. And then all of a sudden, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> so right on. Yeah. And, then the, and then the Casio keyboard and everything. Uh-huh. And yeah. I wrote that song, and I think that song is kind of. Yeah, me trying to be like one of those guys a little bit. When did you play guitar? When did you start playing guitar? I had a guitar around. I don't think I was like any good at all till like later in high school. Not any good. Actually, I don't know if I'm any good now. I don't think I could play a song with like correctly in any way. Like until like the end of high school, and then Mm -hmm. even more in college, I started playing a little more. I didn't really play guitar on stage until four years ago. Cool, something like that. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, that's that's rad, man. I love the song. It's quite it's quite wordy. You know, yeah. for like a 15 year old, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, my yeah. band was playing like a song called Gooey Goodness. And it's like that we didn't have very good words. <laughs> but we tried to be funny. Yeah, too. I mean, neither of the two words that make up the name of your band are very good. Uh, it's hard to, hard to imagine that you could expect more good words after that. Uh, but you, you had some good words in that song. Uh, is Marianne, uh, was she like a real character in your life or more of a composite figure? Yeah, more of a composite figure. I mean, it's uh, like your general frustration with uh, the goth ladies. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the girls in my high school like um, were really into like Corn and Slipknot, Kitty and stuff like that. And yeah. a lot of like eyeliner and like, uh, you know, that whole, the big pants. And that was really in at the time. So. Like the mid 90s kind of. Like, this was like new, the new metal era. Oh, no, wait. Mm. W- yeah, when was that? I like, guess that was like post, that was like 98. I went to, when it started. High school 2000 through 2004, which mm-hmm. is kind of exactly. Oh yeah, that, that's, yeah. Those okay. years. That's, yeah. yeah, those New years. metal, you, what do you mean yeah. by new metal? What'd you say? Like corn. Corn. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, System yeah, yeah. of a Down right, was really right. popular. Lincoln Park. Yeah, Slipknot were really popular. Mudvayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, cool. Well, that was, uh, that was then. <laughs> Let's, uh, when did you move? Where do you live now? You, uh, I live in Bushwick. Now. Okay, so you moved from Kensington to Bushwick. I've lived in many. I used to live in this neighborhood. I've lived in <laughs> all over Brooklyn. All but over I never Brooklyn. left Brooklyn. I'm a townie, an urban townie, an urban Brooklyn, townie. New York. Yeah. <laughs> At least you moved. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you lived in like your grandma's basement, then you'd be 
certifiable. I yes. Like. No offense yeah. to townies or anything. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, what you, what's up? What are you up to now? Well, I play in a group called No Eyes. No Eyes. Um, we've been playing since 2013. I was in a band called the Brooklyn Watt that I started with some high school friends. We went mm-hmm. to Edward R. Murrow High School together that I was telling you about. And right. when around the college years, we got a group together and uh, we'd play when we were together. And then by what, 2008, uh, we'd, what venues you know, were you playing in New York at the time? We started at a bar called Freddy's um, in, the, in Park Slope. Freddy's is in South Slope now, but it used to be where the Barclay Center is. And oh, the building okay. was leveled to make way for um, oh. one of these Bruce Ratner buildings and the <laughs> Barclay Center and everything. Right. We were actually activists against that. All oh, right. And we dealt with some of those topics. Freddy's and, is and awesome. Music. I played there a bunch or like the new, you know, yeah, those are family of, to me. The Freddy's owners, yeah. they're, they're uh, I've, I mean, they've been serving me drinks since I was eight. 18 years old <laughs> and uh we played our first show as a brooklyn what our first five shows or something that's really where uh you know that was our home base at the uh-huh. time it's freddie's bar that's cool that's great man um but so can we hear the latest song that you have that you have done oh shit okay we're we're at that already <laughs> let me have a sip yeah, of my brew sip, yeah yeah and while you do that do, 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 do. Yeah. that was my st- uh hold music it. yeah cool. like, that was terrible yeah. <laughs> all right here goes Been spending all my time on the front lines You know that I'm no good at goodbyes I've got to get you on my side All the time, all night, all night and every night And you know that I'm no good at staying home Baby, I've been out dancing on my own Yeah, I know that love can be a danger zone All the time, all night, all night and every night I am looking for one night stand What do I have to do to be your man? I gotta fight every night to prove my love I gotta fight all night for your love Friends saying I'm all wrong for you But I got what it takes to be strong for you You know that they're making it hard for you All the time, all night, all night and every night If you think that you are not enough I'll be there to back you up Back you up when you're fighting for your life all the time, all night, all night and every night, I ain't looking for one night stand. What do I have to do to be your man? I gotta fight every night to put my love. I gotta fight all night for your love.
looking for one night stand Do I have to do to be your man? I gotta fight every night to prove my love I gotta fight all night for your love For your love For your love For your love. Oh shit! Okay. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Woo! That was excellent. That was awesome, Thanks. man. I love that shit. Um, it's definitely yeah. I definitely like see the uh, glasses nerd rock like that Nick Lowe <laughs> like kind of like uh you know uh, Elvis Costello thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a great song, man. That's like this is very classic sounding, you know. Well, actually, the song is a synth pop song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of funny to do it's like two that. to one on guitar. Well, it's, I it like that. Translated well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they play the guitar, but it's not. It's like that. That this is they're part of a new wave of sort of uber uber pop is a phrase I'm trying to describe. It's okay. Like to go like you know, big pop arrangements. Oh right, yeah. right. Now. Gotcha. Uh, uh, just just the I mean the melodies and like you know the. Uh, uh, you know, just mer- melodies and lyrics and like over the top of the, the chords they're using are very like classic, you know, late 60s, 70s yeah. songwriter type, you know, power pop, yeah, you know, kind of things going on. So um, just, yeah, I mean, that's how it sounded just with the, you know, you and the acoustic. So how do you feel about it? Cool. Is this something you're going to do with the band or is this just something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Noah's actually added this to our set recently and we, you know, we put a record out and mm-hmm. been playing this record like a million times over the, our set or whatever. And uh, we went on tour a few months ago. And um, where'd you guys go? We went to the south and then up to Chicago. And it was only 10 days, but we hit a lot of uh, spot. Like we, we mm-hmm. traveled a lot in 10 days. We went with this band called The, the Regrets and I, I was subbing on bass. Also, um, oh, that's right. But the first night, I was like, "Let's try a new song," and then the next night, I was like, "Let's try another new song," and then the third night, I was like, "Let's try the really new song," and the really new song was this, was this song. One? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we, you know, we're playing it on stage, and um, you know, it it started, came together. You know, it came realized, <laughs> and I, I felt like quite. We were playing in St. Louis. Wait, where at in St. Louis? That's my hometown. Um, this sinkhole. Oh, I don't know. I, don't know I think that. it's new. Okay, I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, great club. We're playing really? this. We're playing the sinkhole, and our friend Ulysses came on tour um, with us. He's doing live projections, and oh, that's um, cool. we're like setting up. It was also had just become my birthday, and we're setting up, and his lights are going on, and like. I kind of started to have like maybe an LSD flashback a little bit. <laughs> and I started like the lights were making me feel really like wonky. And like, we started like, uh-huh. you know, doing a, a psychedelic jam. like as <laughs> intro kind yeah. of. And then like at the end of that set, we played that song and I definitely like had a moment with it. I was like this. What is, is the name uh, of the song? It's called for all your night. Love. All night. Okay. I had four, either for your love or, Prove your love or prove my love or something like that. It was maybe going to be called the other thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, the note I have is that it's funny to hear your voice in between because it's not like your voice is, has changed in sitting in the room here, but the two songs from first to last is just funny to me. That first one was just total 
angsty teenage voice, you know, and then this one is just like, yeah, you were weathered boy. and yeah. like, I've, I've been around, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'll prove my love. The other one's like, <laughs> yeah. take shit off your face. And now I'm like, yeah, so that's great. It's, yeah. it's cool to watch that trends. Yeah, uh, we transition. saw you grow from a boy to a man <laughs> in the space of 15 minutes. That's what we're minutes. about here on yeah. First Last Best Turning Voice. boys into men. Jeez, well, I'm exhausted <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> um, Can we take a break? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it, it, so this is like, this is a new song that you just kind of like, that just coalesced on tour as a live yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I made a demo for the first time ever I used a drum machine. Uh, just a dinky one mm-hmm. on, on uh, that I Googled, like, drum machine app, and then I, like, yeah. programmed the drums, and then I made a demo. It doesn't even have a guitar. It's me playing my little, like, Casio one note at a time and a mm-hmm. vocal, and that's it. I was ra- watching this movie called um, The Five Heartbeats. It's a Robert Townsend directed. It's about, like, a Temptation-style group, and oh, they're really? ri- kind of like that what thing you do or something. Right. from the 90s, actually, really? but it's, like, um early 60s period piece, and uh, there's a scene where... Um, Two of the guys are trying to pick up this girl and then like have some scheme that they use to like pick up girls and uh so they do it for um and the guy leaves with the girl and then like a moment later this big dude is like chasing after the guy mm-hmm. and he's like oh man it's like why do i have to fight every night to prove my love you know <laughs> yeah. this, this big bruiser uh-huh. and then i just paused the Beep. i paused yeah. the netflix <laughs> i said well that's pretty good uh-huh. And then I just knocked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In one sitting, I write all my songs in one shot. Oh my oh, god, man. that's amazing! Wow. Nobody has said that well, yet. Well, you know, I wish that I was more like because it's also I'm not a theory guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much the one six four five. Type, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? So it's it, and I wish that like I had a more like fruitful work life where I would like labor over something and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Bruce Springsteen's put like a hundred hours into born to run or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But every song I've, I've ever wrote that was really good. I really did just like kind of knock it. out the words and knock out the chords or the other way around. Yeah. And usually the other stuff is not what ends up getting played. Yeah. 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 And that's just how it's been for me from that's, the get go. I totally envy that because I'm not. That's not the way I do it. You know, most and people I'm are like, not like that. And I wish how I could. How often do you write a song? Yeah. Not that often. Not that's that the thing. often. Because you're like, waiting for inspiration. I, the title is everything to me. Okay, I can dig that. Um, Woody Allen has a great quote about how he makes his movies, and he said that if he thinks he has a great script, he comes up with a great title for the project. If he does a movie that's okay, or he has a script that's okay, he still does it, but he gives it a sort of okay title, like Scoop or something, mm-hmm. so people don't get their hopes up. If he uh, thinks he has wow. something really good, it's in the title. That's in the, funny. you know, like Stardust Memories, that's a great title. Right. Yeah. Annie you Hall. Know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe he didn't think Annie Hall was so good. He could have called it something else. That's true. Um, but yeah, for me, like a lot of time, like the title is the song. Yeah. And I'll get drunk and I'll write down like on my like uh, fucking iPhone like the notes section. Like uh-huh. yeah. I've been drunk in a bar and I'll be like, oh, that's the song, and I'll like write it and they won't think oh, about yeah. it. And I'll be like fussing through the thing and I'll like see something. I'm like, oh, good. And then I'll like pick up the guitar. Mm, it's the yeah. song. Yeah. Well, you that's know. yeah. Okay, well, that's it's, process. Yeah, that... it's good to like have a chat book where you just like you hear something and you're like, oh, like, you just write down like a little phrase or something. And then it's like when you're actually sitting down, you can kind of like trawl through yeah. that. But like also like I yeah I I I really identify with that just being like oh the title is everything like in pop music the title is everything like the title is like that's your thesis statement you know like mm-hmm. that's 
what it what the song is is the title of the song you know mm -hmm. i think it's even more interesting in jazz music the way they title because like think about how much with in a song with no words think about how much the title says right like yeah. goodbye pork pie hat by charles mingus right. you know, that's a tribute to uh, his you know his friend right. lester and young then, and yeah. but you know some of them just fit too you know you know you hear it and then some people and then in jazz a lot of times that people eventually write lyrics over over it you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. in a sentimental mood is like mm -hmm. in a sentimental mood you know it's like you can hear it that and that's kind of cool right too. it's a suggestion yeah and i like that suggest you know it's very yeah. powerful yeah. right mm -hmm. <laughs> that's cool and <laughs> that's cool um so uh also, that song hits live. It feels good live, and then then a song kind of takes on its own life. Once, oh yeah, once absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I love that. I love that the feeling. The first couple times that you really a uh, song kind of comes together live is, I think those usually are the best performances of those songs. You know, yes. when like everyone's kind of like, are we actually gonna like get like make it stick? Mm -hmm. Like the excitement when it does stick. Like that <laughs> vibe. You know, um, nothing like it. Yeah, because like the, the uncertainty of like not knowing if it's actually going to work out, yeah. like causes you know. Right, and there's it, some people that live in that world, the Grateful Dead. You got a Grateful Dead sticker on your on your guitar. You oh know, that's, no, I hate the Dead actually. What <laughs> well, is that? It's um, on, there's a dead bear on there, uh, so you're rocking it. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Some, but uh, I'm just saying, appropriated that, by somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's where they exist. That's it, true. No, that's in true. The, in that realm of you know, never knowing if it's going to work. Some people agree with me, but I think that the art of performance is trying out something in public. I think that the real geniuses of performance are people who are willing to be casual on stage, are people who are willing to try something new on stage, people who are willing to struggle with something in front of a crowd. And that's pretty much the only reason I've ever got good yeah. at all. I don't think I could sing when I was a kid, but what I was able to do was get in front of a packed room and sing in front of them. Yeah. You know, and that uh, was the yeah. beginning of my real journey as a singer. I, st I mean, I'm not great at the guitar, um, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't start playing like seriously until recently. I might be the worst guitar player in the scene because everyone has 10 or 15 years on me mm -hmm. of being a serious guitar player where I was kind of just singing and using the instruments to knock out a tune and right. like Melody. not really engaging with And now I am, I'm taking guitar lessons from um, Frank Rathbone who plays with Sick Tick and Prima, one of the best guitar players. He's giving me these great guitar lessons. That's cool. But I'm doing this now and I'm 31 years old. Yeah. But I think that, but when I started playing guitar, I really did suck, but it <laughs> became part of my performance. Oh, right. And the my willingness to perform in front of the people every time I was sure I got better mm. because, you know, the thrill was in that yeah yeah you know that's when i started to really feel it was that doing it in front of people and that like gave me something that playing guitar in my room could never give me and just like even just having the guitar and like knock it out a couple of tunes i like became like an absolute thrill to me and every time it got better you know it came more of a thrill and like i was like it's so funny like I started the group as like it was either just me and Jesse Katz, the drummer. We started Noise together, mm -hmm. and then his brother was the bass player. And a lot of we were playing a two or three often. And I would play probably the worst guitar solos you ever fucking heard in your <laughs> life. And it was like funny too, thinking about it now. It's like I would be like start with like a figure, like a little melody, mm -hmm. and then as soon as I got lost, I'd just be like, me, 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 me. You know? yeah. <laughs> it was just like my strategy. <laughs> you know, oh, it'll be fine. I can just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have six pedals and you turn them all on. It's just howling. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that's really funny because like um, what you're saying is a very uh, stand, you know, very open mic stand up comic approach to uh, 
you know the art of performance you know right you, right yeah you know because i do stand-up comedy and uh you know a lot of the a lot of the work and a lot of the excitement is just trying out new bits on stage um most yeah. it, it, typically i see that the most musicians want to like really have something like unless you're a jam band or you know a jazz artist you want to have like everything kind of like buttoned up before right. you go on stage but it, um i think the brilliant rock and roll is not really rehearsed like that yeah. Is the truth of the matter. Well, I, I technically, I, I kind of beg to differ. I think like it, playing every night, if you're out on the road playing every night, that is rehearsal. You know what? And it's like if great bands play, you know, the Rolling Stones are fucking amazing. And like they're playing the same shit every night and they were back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't the, like they're always trying something new. But the less rehearsed they sound, the better they are. The more oh, casual okay. they are playing together. Yeah. Is the and like like uh, Exile Stones when they're all like kind of like you know looking they look yeah. real loose on the stage that's the best stones yeah, you know? that's true now they now they won't those guys Mick and Keith are not willing to be casual on stage anymore and they'll never be as good because like they have their their spots that they want to hit yeah it's not it's not the same See, I'm, art I'm know? like of two minds yeah. of it because like sometimes if you have a if you have a set and you go up and you kill with it it's like. Sometimes you just want to do that, you know? Sometimes you just want to deliver the goods. Like a, yeah, I feel you know? like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that's like, um, uh, I, 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 I identify with, with what you're saying, Jamie, just like as far as, you know, you got to like, you know, the set is just a structure for like the real like juju to like kind of slip out, and you I, know, I get like from you a sideways. No, I totally get it. In the, the chemistry of yeah. the group. Right. And yeah. just like the, the, the momentary, you know, um, right. Just the things that happen like that you can't really pre plan. Like you got to have something planned to set the stage for that shit. Yeah. But you don't know if like that's going to come out or like when right. it's going to come out. Or no, like, I, okay. Yeah, totally. I agree with that completely. I've oh. seen a lot of live bands. I've probably seen like every band. <laughs> and the groups that are transcendent are the groups that interact and you see their chemistry and they leave room for different things to happen yeah so um you know yeah i i i agree with that i do think the best bands kind of do that um but speaking of the best bands let's hear your best song oh, it's time man. for that okay that was the segue you were bragging about <laughs> great segue yeah <laughs> cool segue yeah it was functional yeah <laughs> Yeah, Paul. Paul said that he likes it. You know what? It's, All right, I'm it's so, functional, man. They yeah, don't it was have, functional. Yeah, they don't have to be flashy. No, you know? they don't. You're Sometimes right. You I'm just got to get us to the next segment. <laughs> I know. I just thought you, you you hyped it up a little a little much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, All Carl. Right. Uh, this this is not about. Uh, this is not a podcast about me and Carl arguing over how good my last segue was. This is a song about songwriting. So let's get back to the conceit. A first last best worst best song can what's the title guitar guitar nice I'm in love with my guitar 
She always lets me know She always lets me know Where I stand I'm exactly who I am 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 But I always gotta know I always gotta know Felt like you meant it, man. Oof, yeah. <laughs> that was rad. Uh, 
I, you know, the first thing I thought when I heard that, I thought of Randy Newman for some reason. Like I, I could picture, I know he doesn't play guitar or whatever, <laughs> but uh, just like the simplicity of it, um, I thought it was great. He's a great writer. Yeah. Newman, yeah. Yeah. And just like, yeah. And I can now see your whole thing about um, you write a song kind of in one sitting. It makes sense. I can kind of picture the state of, um, I've been there is what I'm saying, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, it, it it's really cool because I mean, you uh, you kind of I mean, you, you name checked like uh, Bauhaus and uh, uh, the Cure in like your first song, and then now in this song that you're playing, uh, you know, you quote, uh, you know, can't get no satisfaction. I was born to lose. You know, yeah, like yeah. so. I, it, it's cool. I like that that sort of like um, sort of. Uh, that sort of self-reflexive, you know, sort of like, uh, uh, sort of, you know, talking about like rock and roll in a rock and roll song. I think it's cool. Yeah. Well, songs are, have always been a conversation with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's something that doesn't change from, you know, pre-recording to today. Songs respond to each other. And if, you know, there's, there's no way you can isolate from that fact. Right. So yeah. sometimes your line, you know, sometimes your best line, well, your best line probably always exists already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I, that's, it's always intrigued me that back and forth between other songwriters and, you know, mm -hmm. a phrase will enter one place, right? come out a different place. I your think that's very, yeah, very yeah, interesting. Sometimes yeah. like, sometimes meaning the opposite of what the first uh, time they used yeah. it, man. You know, mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah. That's can you great. give a little bit of a defense of why you think this is your best song? I um, asked the internet what they thought. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh cool. And that's the first. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm writing that down. And this is the first time that's happened. <laughs> internet told us there were four <laughs> contenders, and this one. I don't know. People like that. People respond to it in a certain way, and that's why I picked it. Is that I've definitely like. Um, had conversations about it with other musicians, and mm -hmm. then it made kind of that made it a little special to me. It's also, I feel like it was a marker in my songwriting, yeah. one way or the other. It yeah. was sort of like whatever that song was came out of me at a certain point where I think I was different on the other end. Uh -huh. That's you cool. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, man. I like it. I love the song. Yeah, it's yeah. a great song. Uh, so, so you kind of see it as like a, a sort of a watershed sort of song like marker as you know for you as like a writer and like a yeah. person yeah so cool. yeah sometimes like because it when you think about the songs you write there's no way you can separate them with a certain thing that you're going and i mean especially if you're you know because some people i guess write like real fiction and some people write about dragons or whatever you mm -hmm. know but yeah. like my songs are like kind of first person right um so and that that's more i for, for some reason that song to me is like when i started writing better songs like where i like hit something yeah. where i knew what was going to happen after that a little better in terms of where my writing was going yeah at least at that time right and can you date it do you know roughly when it... yeah um i'm going to say what that like around four years ago, maybe three and a half, four years ago. Oh. It was uh, well, no, actually, it was definitely four years ago. It was before I moved to Bushwick, I was living in Kensington. It's sort of a breakup song because I was out of a serious relationship, but it mm -hmm. was also 
um, it was actually like I I I broke up with my ex girlfriend. I bought a Fender Strat and I I gave a certain part of myself to playing guitar that mm-hmm. I wasn't giving before. But yeah. I had all this free space because when you're in a relationship, you you're uh, time you're is spiritually <laughs> and philosophically occupied with right. that a lot of times, and then uh, you know yeah. And then all this free space is like, oh, I'm like kind of like free and no one gives a fuck what I'm doing. So if I'm sitting in my room playing guitar, like nobody cares. And that was the first time I'd felt like that ever, yeah. essentially. And that was kind of the song I wrote That's from cool. that feeling or whatever. And yeah. I think that was my, you know, because my life, like however much music there was before that, there's more now. Yep. You know, I've no, I've no the, I know that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, the catalyst was a breakup too. So it's like mm-hmm. funny how that works. A tr- what, yeah, classic musician story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you end up living with another woman and then go through it again. But, more, more songs. <laughs> yeah, more songs. <laughs> but um, so we're moving along now. Um, that was your best song. It's pretty good. pretty good song. I like any tune that is titled The Guitar or Guitar. And um, Guy Clark has a song about the guitar. Have, mm-hmm. you heard, have you heard that too? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a great song. The Dead Milkman have a song about the guitar. Mm, I don't know that one. It's. I mean, it's a funny. Song. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the Guy Clark one, it's like, am I, it, do you know the tune at all, Taylor? I don't, I don't. It's like he goes and buys a guitar in a pawn shop, and then he like picks it up and can just fucking wail. And then he pull the the uh, guy ends up giving him the guitar, and he pulls it down, and like his name is on the case. <laughs> oh, it's fucking a great song. So uh, we're gonna get move along to uh, what you think is your worst song. Oh Jesus! Okay, cool. <laughs> um, can you set this one up real yeah, quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, this song. Is I, de- I told you I used to write a lot of funny songs. I had a funny band with some friends of mine. <clears throat> and I, I don't know. I actually have a lot of affection for this particular tune, but it is the stu- it is very stupid. <laughs> but I also kind of want an excuse to play the song. All right. Yeah. But it's well. pretty dumb. But it's called the Succubus Song. And it's just like a <laughs> bunch of just nonsense. Um, there was a period where um, my parents' basement, we had band practice, and we had a couch in there for a while. And we were would hang out there a lot, like maybe after high school, maybe we were a little too old to be hanging out in my mom's basement <laughs> at the time or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of it was spent uh, in my basement kind of like making stupid songs and just like amusing each other. Right. You know, a little bit of like, you know, like a laugh in the post 9-11 malaise, you know what I mean? Like I've <laughs> yeah. been just engaging in some dumb shit. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, and this is one that... Um, we all kind of loved, you okay. know. <laughs> Did you write? Was it collectively written, or I wrote it in a room with a bunch of people? Okay, so I can't say if like you know my right, friend. Was... My friend Chuck is very funny. We had a band together called the Delaware Stringasm. Him, uh, another friend Adam, and myself, and they were very funny. And like you know, it's just like you know, if your friends were like you have certain friends where like you could just make each other laugh for hours. Yes. I'm like that's uh, what yeah. these guys were. <laughs> so I think it's like you know, this reminds me of that time, right? You know. Cool. Let's see it. Okay, this Sucky is a suck- Oh my god. <laughs> suck you bus, suck you on a bus. Chocolate, chalk it up as late. Microphone, Mike is on the phone. Ray gay and that guy Ray is gay. Washington is Washington of shit. Fluorescent, the florist that I sent. Sneaker, I said, sneaker in the dark. 
cantaloupe, I cantaloupe with you. That's just sucky. Oh, that's yeah. that's classic, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you had to be there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah I mean, I don't, I don't think that holds up in 2017 at all. <laughs> yeah, no, like, time and place. Like, I feel like that was a lot of my, like, that's still part of band practice. Like now, mm. for me, it's just like you. Especially like the first twenty minutes, you're just like dicking around, like <laughs> doing like dumb shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um, Try to make people laugh. Yeah. At the time, we all loved that song. Yeah. But now I, you know, that's why I picked it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> but if it's like that's great too because we do this podcast and we ask people to play their worst song. It's kind of a weird request of people, you know? It's like you either want to not play them or or whatever. But this is like a perfect time. To uh, yeah. to delve for, in, yeah, gonna <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's an exorcism. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah man. Uh, so, uh, do you have anything uh, anything coming up that you want to uh, you want to plug? Oh, uh, the next No I Show is a really good one. It's um, at Union Pool with um, our friends Lee Baines the Third and the Glory Fires, who I think are the uh, best non-famous live band in America. <laughs> There's some. Uh, they're from Birmingham, Alabama. What label are they on? Uh, they're on Don Giovanni, and they um, they write about the experience of living in the American South as a staunch leftist and as a lifelong Brooklynite. I find their music and also their attitude incredibly informative, mm-hmm. educational, refreshing, and what's the makeup of, of their band? They're two guitars, bass and drums. They rock like replacements or credence or something. It's mm-hmm. real American. They boogie. Right. You know, but the but the, the the words are very heady and they're also the best guys ever and I'm just so excited to That's cool. Anytime they come to town we have a blast. We've been on tour with them. And also Thick are playing, which are uh, is a great Brooklyn group. Three girls that play it's insanely fun punk rock. And then Noise, what's what's the make? We didn't even really talk Noise. about that. Oh, okay. What's the makeup of that band? No, are you playing is, synth in it? No, I sing and play guitar. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Jesse Katz, who was in the Brooklyn White, we started the group together. He mm-hmm. plays the drums. Okay. And then my best friend Gwen Gallitzer sings harmony vocal, and we share we share a lot of the singing. And then Sean Spada is a keyboardist, um, and he's played with the Nuclears and Lay Rugs, Bottom Dollars, and a hundred other groups. Um, and then on bass, we have Jordan Smith, who has played in the Graveyard Kids and the Jackal and uh, God Tiny, who is a great band that's playing right now. Hmm. And Sam Braverman from Logan X and the 94 Knicks on guitar. And then we also have John Severnapololo, who I started the Brooklyn What with. We went to high school together, and he still plays guitar with us when he has a minute. He's a very busy man. Uh, so, yeah, we have like a, a big band. Cool. That's awesome. Well, um, c- check them out. Union Pool. That's yeah. a great place to see a show. Anything else? Uh, where, where can we find your music online? Oh, uh, we are. Uh, we're on Spotify. No Ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, band. We have Bandcamp, Amazon, Facebook. <laughs> awesome. You know, etc. All the major media platforms. Yeah. Do you, do you handle find. all that? Are you the one sitting behind the computer doing all? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, baby. It's me. <laughs> and that, that's No Ice, all caps. Correct. Yeah, even so though don't it, write any it's difficult. Level, it's difficult that you, you won't find you know, it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get everyone to use the all caps. Uh, so sometimes it's not. But I like it all caps. 
Yeah. yeah. But also, this is America. You know, I'm not a fascist about anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in your Wikipedia page, it's going to be no ice, stylized as no ice, all caps. That's how they, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, the one trend I'm seeing a lot, or I guess it was more of a trend a couple of years ago, but is the V for the U or bands that have like replaced one or letter. Churches. 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 I've seen that a lot. That's oh, really, yeah. that kind of cracks That's me. a really. That's a really great trend they got there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know a guy in Australia that had a band called Ox Blood. They were pretty big. They changed the two Twin Flames, I think, or something like that. But they had uh, Blood was with a V instead of U. But well, can you just change any vowel with V now? I think so. And be it. I don't. Yeah. Ox Blood, like with an O, like V's instead of O's. What was it? <laughs> 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 Dude, I am stoned as fuck. Uh, this <laughs> is oh, my fault, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what what was it? Dude, it was B L V D ox blood. I think something like that. Well, that, I don't like it any. Yes, that's what, that's, <laughs> that's what kind it, of a good band name. That, that's <laughs> what it looks like. Ox no, that's what it is. That's what it is. I got it. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> I fucking sucked at spelling in school, by the way. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess that's about it for us. Thanks for coming uh, in, man, thanks and doing for, this. Oh, thanks for yeah, having me. Jamie. You guys roll. It was a good time. Yeah. Do you want to do a, uh, you want to play us out with a uh, wild card song? Special, All right, cool. Special tune. Sweet. Uh, I do want to say real quick, I got a show on um, August 28th at Rockwood Music Hall, 1 a.m. I'm playing an hour set. Um, come out because I, it's, I need people to all the time. So I'm going to throw that out there. Do it if you love Carl. <laughs> cool. Um, I will play. This is the other song that maybe I thought was going to be the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's perfect. That. This song is called Castle Braid. It's about the building Castle Braid. Okay. In uh, Bushwick. Yeah, what it's just set that up real quick. Uh, Castle Braid is like um, Hipster Haven. It's like a condo that's uh, sort of dressed as uh, like an art space, but it's very expensive and it's sort of, uh, I kind of use it as a um, symbol for like class tourism uh, and, you know, Mm -hmm. and and the Brooklyn scene or whatever, but that's not even what the song's about. Okay. I'll just play the tune. (laughs) Thanks. I heard you're living at Castle Braid. I heard your boyfriend, he gets paid And you don't need me no more Your band got signed to capture tracks You're never gonna pay me back Cause you don't need me no more And when I see your smiling pictures Remember how you were when I found you You're a million 
away Now that you moved to Castle Brain I heard and got a swimming pool up there You never gotta take the stairs They got a baby grand in the lobby I heard you did an interview at L Magazine And you're on a new Routine. Cause they're asking you to model And when I think about the girl I know Who wanted none the love from this world Can't believe I ever met her. Now you're in a different land. Now that you're playing a buzz.